Phillies podcasts are finally back. Koi Kim Shilling from Phillies Sports Talk. Going to preview the Phillies' upcoming season. A couple games into the season already. And talk a little bit about their transactions and what I expect from the team this year. I did not record any in the previous year for personal reasons, but that's all behind now. I did do a poll on the Instagram page and people wanted the Phillies podcast back, so uh, here we are. I'm just going to recap their offseason a little, a little bit and just give my predictions for the season. And I'm going to have more podcasts out throughout the year, like series breakdowns, etc., and if they make a move or whatever. So here we go. So now we're talking about the outgoing players. Uh, so the players that have ended up walking from the Philadelphia Phillies this offseason. Zach Eflin, he went to the Rays on a three-year, $40 million deal. I, I thought it was okay to let him go uh, with the pitch- pitching prospects coming up, and especially with Mick Abel. Andrew Painter, even though with Painter's arm injury. Um, but, and at times, Eflin was a very hittable pitcher. We saw in the postseason, too, he had a pretty significant role, but uh, oftentimes players could find barrels on Eflin, so he made a lot of games close and um, a little nerve-wracking. I, I really don't think this is the worst thing for the Phillies. And don't be surprised, too, if the Rays turn him into a very good pitcher. The Rays uh, find a way to do stuff like that. Rays and Dodgers always find a way to do stuff like that. Uh, but again, I don't think this is a big loss for the Phillies. Gene Segura, he went to the Marlins on a two-year, $17 million deal. Uh, this one hurts a little bit for the Phillies. One of the best all-around hitters that they've had in uh, quite some time, other than Bryce Harper, obviously. But now there's more room for Bryce and Stott to grow and develop. Um, and hopefully that just it just works out that way. Segura is getting up there in age a little bit more. Nothing too much to say about that. Uh, he had his ups and downs with the Phillies, especially in that postseason, he had that one game where he made the errors and ended up having the big hit to win it. Uh, this is a very odd career for Gene Segura in Philadelphia, but he played a big role in the postseason run last year. Noah Syndergaard, he went to the Dodgers on a one-year $13 million deal. Um, I don't know how I necessarily feel about the Phillies letting him go because he couldn't really go deep in games last year. And uh, he often get pulled pretty early, wasn't that effective. He got traded at the deadline from the Angels. But apparently he's come out and says that he feels completely healthy now. You know, he's coming off that surgery in his arm. Uh, but he came out and said that he's ready to go back deep into games and pitch pitch more. Um, so I don't really know what to say about this one. Uh, maybe the Phillies could have tried to extend him, but they got other guys, and we'll get into that later. David Robertson walked to the Mets on a one-year $10 million deal. Again, not too serious of a loss. He was kind of always hurt with the Phillies. There was always something. Kyle Gibson, he went to the Orioles on a one-year $10 million deal. Not too serious of a loss either. I didn't really like him uh, that much. Um, And I think it's kind of an overpay for the Orioles, who are still trying to figure things out in Baltimore. And then Brad Hand to the Rockies on a one-year $2 million deal. Also not too serious of a loss. So the Phillies, they lost a couple names, but... Nothing too major. The, the names they brought in are much bigger and better than the names going out. And I guess we can start with this. Trey Turner, 11 years, $300 million. $300 million. One of the best signings of all teams this offseason. He had a hell of a spring training and, and a World Baseball Classic. Um, he's just poised to have a big season. Some people are even predicting an MVP-like season, especially with the uh, expanded bags and um, all the new pickoff rules. Like, he could steal a lot of bases. Um, I can definitely see a, a 2040 season, 2050 season. I'd, I wouldn't even be surprised this year if there's players that do steal 50 to 60 bases. It's a possibility with these new rules. Um, 
He's obviously one of the faster players in the game. So I, this was a great signing for the Phillies. He just fits everything for them. Um, and he was the best shortstop on the market. I liked him over all the other guys too. So big pickup. Second big pickup for the Phillies was Tywin Walker in a four-year $72 million deal. This was a solid signing. Um, I think it is an overpay. You know, the Phillies, they were between either Walker or Jameson Tyone and ended up with uh, Tywin Walker. I didn't really like either of those two. But he will be a solid three in the rotation. Last year, he had a 12-5 record with a 3.49 ERA, so some solid numbers. Uh, he's going to roll a lot of ground balls and get fly, fly, fly ball outs. But, uh, yeah, he's not a big strikeout pitcher, which is fine with, you know, Wheeler and Noller ahead of him. And they can find the swing and miss quite often. But we'll see how this one ages. This, this is one of those contracts that could age poorly, or it could be one of the X factors on a deep postseason run. We'll see. Next up is relief pitcher Matthew Strahan. Uh, nothing too much here. Just a two-year, $15 million deal kind of to fill that, that void that Brad Hand left when he walked. He appeared, he appeared in 50 games last year, and he had a 3.83 ERA, so not the best. Uh, but he is a lefty arm out of the pen. He'll be used semi-frequently, I'd imagine. And we got two more deals. Josh Harrison, he signed a one-year, $2 million deal. Just a minor contract for a utility type of player. Not much to talk about here. And Craig Kimbrell. He signed a one-year, $10 million deal. He had a very up-and-down year with the Dodgers last season. He was dominant at times, and then other times, um, the opposite. And he even lost his closer rule at one point with the Dodgers. So uh, this is the Phillies' bullpen. It's going to be hit or miss, too. I, I don't see it really being average. I see it still being bad or uh, taking a big leap this year and potentially being one of the more elite bullpens. Um, and who knows, but they had the ability to potentially call up some players that could um, go into the back end of their bullpen as well. They have Griff McGarry, who's one of their prospects. You know, Even if Painter or Abel somehow make an appearance this year, move certain guys uh, to the bullpen. They have, they have some certain pitching prospects that they could use at the back end, but yeah, nothing too serious here with uh, the Craig Kimbrell. I, didn't, I thought it was kind of an overpay, but the bullpen arm market is just, it's gotten much bigger. Uh, in recent years, and it's no shock, no shock, because it's, it's probably the most important thing come postseason. So, this team, they definitely have the tools to get back to the dance. Um, they're going to need some magic again. They really did strike lightning in a bottle last year, or catch lightning in a bottle last year, whatever the dumb saying is. <laughs> so, uh, the fall of Reese Hoskins too, that definitely sucks. Um, but I do, there, I do believe there are ways to work around this injury. You know, at times Reese went into a lot of slumps, a lot of swing and miss. Uh, Swain and Miss in his game. Um, obviously, they're going to miss him. Derek Hall's been getting some some work at first base with him out. And it was a contract year for Reese, too. So I, I believe he's probably going to be gone after this season. And the Phillies, I think they could look to move on to a bigger name uh, in the first base market. We have to see who's available, but still. I, I don't think the Phillies will dominate in the regular season. I could see another 89-92 win team that gets in the playoffs and is one of the more dangerous teams. It's obviously a loaded division with the Braves and Mets, and maybe the Marlins will take the next step. It doesn't look like it right now, and I don't see it happening. Obviously, the Nationals just suck, but still, the Phillies, I do believe they'll find a way to get into the postseason and uh, make some noise, but I don't. it's really going to be tough to get back to the World Series, especially with the way it worked out last year, but n- never rule anything out. And uh, hopefully the return of Bryce Harper is sooner than we think. The good news is he's not going on the 60-day IL, so... Who knows, maybe he is back sooner than we think. 
I am predicting around an 89 to 91 team that is dangerous come October. Come October, I do think that's what will happen. Uh, so we'll see. Podcasts will be out throughout the year. So stay tuned on the Philly Sports Talk Instagram page. That is philly.sports.talk underscore no capitals. I'll give you guys updates on new and upcoming podcasts that will be coming out for the Phillies. Uh, we are currently six games in. The Phillies sit at one and five after a putrid six-game start, breaking record franchise records in the wrong direction. Uh, they're four games out of first place, a negative 24 run differential. So hopefully Citizens Bank Park treats them a little bit better at home. Their next game will be tomorrow against the Cincinnati Reds, as they'll open up a series there. Um, it just didn't go very well in New York. They, they managed to salvage one game there, and uh, it obviously didn't go very well at all in Texas. They had that second game in their hands. They had a 5-0 five, five lead, and then they just choked it away. But, uh, yep, we'll see what happens. Um, it's a long season. You can't judge it off the first six games. There's 162 of them. So, again, we'll see. Uh, more podcasts coming out soon, but that's going to do it for this one. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Peace.